Happy Monday, Dr. Krista Eller here. Today we're talking about information overwhelm and how that impacts what you do and do not do about your diabetes. Okay, so um, now a full disclosure, my kids are home so if you hear screaming, everything's fine. Okay, anyway, so do you ever notice that everybody has pictures? Right? Do you ever notice that um, everybody has constant advice to make sure that you get healthy and you do what you need to do for your diabetes? Now, I I do it too, but <laughs> I, I help people with that, their diabetes. But there's this thing that happens where, you know, if you have a certain medical condition, everybody has the exact advice you need to get over that medical condition. This happens in pregnancy, let me tell you. When you, if you're pregnant, it's your first child, second child, third child, everybody has to give you unsolicited advice, what to eat, what not to eat, what, how to exercise, what to do, natural birth, painkillers, like it never ends, okay? And of course, everybody knows you're pregnant if you walk around with a big bump, okay? So it's like constant. This only happens for a very, for a few medical conditions, pregnancy, being overweight, and diabetes. If you have diabetes, for some reason, in our culture, in our society, we all want to give everybody all kinds of advice all the time, even if they didn't ask for it, which is actually most of the time. Now, this is especially true if you have, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm not. It's especially true if you have diabetes and you're overweight, okay? This happens to you all the time. I know it does, and it gets really, really irritating. Um, it gets really irritating to watch. It gets really irritating to listen to, okay? I know all about it. And so what happens is we give, you're having this constant influx of this person giving advice and this person giving advice and this person telling you what to do. And what happens is you get used to it. You finally just shut down and you're overwhelmed and you do nothing. You do nothing about your diabetes. So how does that help anybody? No, it doesn't. It doesn't help anybody. The same thing happens when somebody's, notices you're overweight and they're like this is what you should do right everybody's an expert on exercise diabetes being overweight and uh for some reason pregnancy i don't know um it's really 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 frustrating now that advice they give you could be completely terrible which sometimes a lot of times it is it's like wow do not do that a lot of times it's actually really they're really trying to help you but it doesn't matter it does not matter if you're not ready to hear it if the person you're giving advice to by the way if this is you um is not ready to hear it it doesn't matter because they're not going to do anything about it. But we just keep going at it, and that person just keeps getting more and more overwhelmed with all the information. And then they're like, you know what? Screw it. And they throw their hands up in the air. Tell me I'm wrong. I'll wait. I'm not wrong. So, so what do we do about that? And this is a big problem with diabetes because it's everywhere. Okay? It's everywhere. I mean, if you have a diabetes, you're getting advice at work, you're getting advice at home, you're getting it from your relatives, you're getting it from your coworkers, you're getting it on the internet. If you go to the internet, looking up stuff, there's banner ads, and the TV has commercials, constant commercials for the miracle drug that's gonna fix you, right? Um, and the supplements, the miracle supplements are gonna reverse everything that's happened so far. Like the information is non-stop, it is non-stop. And so you're overwhelmed and you say screw it. So this week, actually, we're gonna do a theme. We're gonna talk about the information overload, how you can kind of weave through it, and get rid of some stuff and figure out what path you're on because the last thing I need is somebody saying, um, screw it, and you do nothing, right? Because a confused mind won't do anything. A confused mind doesn't do anything. And
And the worst thing you can do for your diabetes is nothing. Actually, there's one worse thing you can do. I think we're going to talk about that on Tuesday. Oh, yes, we're going to talk about that on Tuesday. So you might want to check back about the one worst thing you can do um, with your diabetes. But let's talk about kind of just doing nothing. And I'm going to tell you a story about one of my favorite patients, um, one of my favorite clients. And he was somebody who showed up in my clinic and was literally doing nothing about his diabetes. And it's because he was that person where he was given all kinds of advice and the doctors never stopped nagging him, you know, and he would go out and find whatever advice they were giving him and find what was wrong with it. So he didn't have to do it. Do you see how that works? And so every little piece of advice, either good or bad, you know, and we can, we can go into that for hours. Let's not do that today. He would go out and find why that piece of advice was bad, including his medication. So he came to me, he was on um, nothing. His A1C was 12%. So if you know what that calculates to, a 12% A1C, where's my chart? Is somewhere in the 201 range. Let me see. Yep, let me see. Okay, so an average of 12% is an average of 298 milligrams per deciliter in US. Okay, that's how we do it in the US. So he was walking around with a 300 blood sugar. Do you think that's damaging? Uh-huh. Okay, long-term, super bad. Okay, and, but he was overwhelmed. He didn't know what to do. So what he did was find everything wrong with all the advice and do nothing. Okay, so when we, we finally got together, Finally, we came together and we're like, you know what? What are you willing to do? <laughs> what are you willing to do? Because 300 is going to get you an early grade. Let's just, I'm just going to tell you what it is. It's, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Like you have diabetes. We're going to have to do something about it. Okay. We're, let's not argue about if you should or should not have it. You have it. Let's do something. What are you willing to do? Something that's safe. Let's talk about it. Okay. So he was willing to go back on at that point, one medicine that I showed him was okay, okay, that I would put my family on after that time, and he finally got under control. Now, was his diabetes perfect? No, but it was much better than walking around in the 300s all the time. And why did he walk around in the 300s all the time for, for the three years that I saw before he got to my clinic? Why? Because he had nonstop, nonstop information coming in about what to do, what not to do. And he, you know, he chose, that was his reaction to figuring that out. Did he want uncontrolled diabetes? No. Does anybody really want to, does anybody wake up and be like, I want to be super unhealthy today and worry about amputations? No, of course not. But he could, he didn't, he didn't find his answer yet. He could not find his answer and he could not find somebody to help him find his answer, right? All he had was people saying, you need to do this. And if you don't do this, then I can't help you. It was really kind of the approach that people were giving to him, which was, I mean, let's just face it, that's complete crap. That's not, that's not nice. So that can happen when you're on complete information overload, when you don't know where to turn, when you don't know what's the best thing for you. And there's a whole bunch of stuff we're going to talk about this week about situations where this happens and, you know, it makes things worse. Um, but in this situation, it was, I know that's not the answer for me. This is why, but then I don't know what the answer is for me. Right. And so that is why, I mean, he, he is a great reason of why I do this. Is his diabetes perfect? No. But he got him to a place where he's going to live longer. He's going to have a better life. He's not going to have to worry about a lot of the complications he was headed for because he finally found somebody, the who, that's what I call it, the who, to guide him and get around all this 
okay? And so let me know about your questions. I wanted to share that with you today. And we're going to talk more about the overwhelm of information this week because it's hard to sort through. But that is one of the main things that a diabetes health coach does. Helps you sort through the information that applies to you, that can actually help you, that you're willing to do. It's actually a beautiful thing. It's, uh, it's like an auditor. You know, it's like, uh, it's like a bouncer. You know, it's like, oh, that piece of information is crap. I'm not even going to let you see it because I know this is going to happen. All right. So I want to hear your stories. I want to hear your questions. If you're ready to have your information bouncer, go to stophighsugars.com and schedule our first chat. I want to hear about your information overload, overload stories. I really do. I love them. Um, we can have a good vent session and talk about people that never, never shut up when they're trying to get you healthy. All right. I actually love those stories. Please. I have a million of them. Um, so go to stophighsugars.com. We can get started working on you, even though it's December 15th, right? Even though it's December 16th <laughs> and everybody is really, really eager to eat all the, uh, all the food at the holiday parties. Yeah, the holiday parties. I mean, the advice is even worse at the holiday parties, right? Because they're like, I know you have diabetes and you're overweight, so let me tell you what not to eat. Yeah, that's a, don't do that. That's just rude, okay? Rude. Hey, I'm going to follow you out and watch you have a smoke and tell you all about that, okay? Don't do that. It's rude. Anyway, stopbysugar.com and Dr. Chris Ello, and I will see you tomorrow. Talk more about information overload.